0: You're listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. Notes for today's sermon are available by downloading the GFC Florida app. Well, what's up, what's up, what's up, Grace Family Church? How's everybody doing today? Come on, you can do better than that if you know that God is good all the time. Let me hear you make some noise. Awesome. I want to start by welcoming everybody joining us all around the world at Church Online. I know we got campuses, people literally joining from all over the place. I know we got like, we got Dubai is in the house. I see Los Angeles is in the house. People joining from everywhere. We got all of our camps. You guys got so many campuses. Like, I, I feel like you're adding one every time I come. We got Lando Lakes is in the house. We got Clearwater in their new building. You guys are literally in the house. We got Temple Terrace. We got Ybor. We got South Tampa. We got Carrollwood, And then we are represented right here at the Lute's. Let's give all the campers a, a hand clap. Awesome stuff. And it is good to be back with you guys. I mean, last week you had an amazing message series. I, I tuned in online to the, the silent service. It's really good sometimes to sit back and just kind of relax because as you guys can kind of tell, brother, I stay a little wired up, you know what I'm saying? Like, So for me just to sit back and chill, like that took a whole lot, but it's good. I want to thank Pastor Craig just for having the spirit of doing that. I, I love your church. I love your pastor. One thing I love about Pastor Craig is that he's the real deal. Like, he's a man's man. What you see is what you get. He keeps it 100. I got a chance to spend some time with the entire staff. And they were just going over, like, their values and just leadership talks. And what you guys understand is, like, man, you have a church, man. They're about God's Word. They're about Jesus. They're about reaching the community. And they're about really making an impact. So give your pastor a hand clap. I appreciate you and your leadership. And they're willing to talk about the tough issues. So we had a great time, just dived into some stuff. I love doing that. And again, like, and again, I told you I've adopted myself into the family. And some of you guys may be knew, like, who is this cat here? I'm just letting you guys know, like, I might say some stuff. It might come off a little crazy. I'm a little ADD or whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, it's all going to point towards Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And so, and I'm just going to tell you, like, you're going to have to have a little bit of a, a sense of humor when a brother preaches because some of you— you know, some of you guys get a little sensitive out there. You know what I'm saying? I preach all over the world, and, you know, somebody's always making a comment about something that I say, but I'm like, you know, it is what it is, especially with your pastor, because he keeps it 100. But, I mean, even once I was preaching here, I think I said something about, I don't know, something about a, a kid was kicking the back of my seat, and I said something about, if you don't, you're a black belt, you're going to meet a black belt. I, so, somebody commented in the, the interwebs out there and said, he talked about spanking somebody else's kid. How disgraceful. You know what I'm saying? First of all, let's just be real. Like, like, you would get called CPS on spanking your own kids, let alone spanking somebody else's kid. It was a joke, you know what I'm saying? So you guys need to lighten up, uh, loosen up, and we're going we're gonna to have some fun today. And again, I just want to say that because I don't know what I'm going to say, right? I just know that, again, at the end, it's all going to point towards Jesus, right? And so, like, what's cool about preaching in July, right? I don't know if you guys know this, but, like, you guys went into this year. We came out of, you know, the whole pandemic thing. We're going to this new year. Everybody was expecting 2022 to be amazing, right? You was looking forward to the amazing things that God was going to do in your life, and your family's life, in your kid's life, at all of our locations. You're sitting there. And that's what you were expecting. And what I love about July is it's kind of like you're at the halfway point. I don't know if you guys understand, but we're literally, like, we're literally halfway to 2023, I mean, matter of fact, in in the words of the great theologian Bon Jovi, he said, whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, we're what? Whoa, whoa. what's the next part? We doing what? We living on a prayer. Where are y'all from? Anyway, but we're halfway there, and I really feel like that the word that That God has today, if you will open your spiritual eyes, you'll open your spiritual ears, he will speak something fresh to you. As a matter of fact, if you have your Bibles with you, if you have your notes there on the app, uh, you can turn to Matthew's Gospel, the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 14, we're going to look at verses 22 uh, through 33. That's the one thing I'm going to do. I'm just going to preach God's Word. And and the title of today's message, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you right off the bat, the title of today's message is Walk on Water. And I want you to turn around to your neighbor right now and say, walk on water, Turn around to your other neighbor, your second choice, and say, wow. And so that's walk on water. Like, that's what we're talking about. We're talking, we're talking about walk on water. And I'm just going to tell you guys, honestly, the, the irony of me preaching this message, we're going to talk about Jesus walking on water. And the irony of me preaching a message about walking on water is kind of funny, because I don't know if you guys know this, but, like, some of you guys might think it's a stereotype that black folks can't swim. Look, I'm not going to speak for all black folks. But I can't swim, you know what I'm saying? I can't swim a leg. I can't dog paddle. I, you throw me in the pool, I'm just drowning. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a matter of fact, I got baptized in a life jacket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got pictures of it. Not just playing, but... Uh... That was a joke, right? <laughs> and so like, you know, for real, like speaking of baptism at all of our locations, it's pretty cool. The second week of August, you guys are going to have a beach baptism, sand beach, like literally all the camps is coming together for a beach baptism. So if you've never been baptized, if you've thought about being baptized, if your mom and them baptized you when you didn't even old enough to know if you should have been baptized, like you need to sign up for the beach baptism. And, and, I, and again, I heard at all the campuses, come on, Land lakes, South Tampa in the house, I heard there's going to be a competition. And I heard, like, you're going to represent, like, you know, your campus, and they got you guys got a bunch of cool gear for all the campuses, so I'm not—I don't know what the other campuses are doing right now, but I'm going to throw one of these little loot shirts out to somebody right there. So anyway, but, like, you guys need to sign up for the beach baptism. I mean, like, how dope is that? We're in Oklahoma. Ain't no beach baptisms happening there, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I will say this, like, it's been 100 degrees in Oklahoma for, like, the last, like, I don't know, like, 11 or 12 days, like— it's a hundred and something in Oklahoma. Like I got here in Tampa, and I'll just tell you guys this, it's like 157,000 degrees here with the humidity. I don't know what the, hu- I don't even call it humidity. It's like glumidity, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna lie, I worked out earlier today and I'm still sweating. You know what I'm saying? I feel like brother, need to take five showers after. It's just crazy. I mean, it's, it's the humidity, it's crazy. Matter of fact, when I got here, my hair was blonde and straight. Sign up for the baptism. <laughs> so, the miracle we're going to look at today of Jesus walking on the water, I think what's important is setting up the miracle that happened before the miracle. It's a miracle that we've learned to know as the feeding of the five thousand, right? It's a story where, we're like, literally, Jesus with five fish and two loaves fed five thousand people, not including women and children. One of the greatest miracles we'll ever see in the scriptures. But one thing I love about this miracle is that at the end of the miracle, like, it's Like, Jesus calls him out, like, he talks to him, like, y'all, like, even though he did all of that, they still didn't get it. I mean, think about it, he fed 5,000, probably 15,000 people with five fish and two loaves. I mean, speaking of loaves, like, I mean, I don't know what bread Jesus was using, but if I always had to guess, I imagine he's using that, like, that brown bread from Cheesecake Factory, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you know that bread is from Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, I don't even know what they put in it. Like, I heard it's like molasses and cocoa and uh, espresso powder. But like, it's just amazing. Like, I, like I, one thing I love about that, the, the brown bread is like, I'll take it and I'll put some butter on it. And then like, I'll, I'll dip it in ranch. Some of you guys may say, I'm just here, oh, that will bless you right now. I see somebody right there like, hallelujah. Like, right back there. I think she's waving, yes, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, that has nothing to do with the message other than that was, the, that was the miracle that sets up this miracle. So that miracle's happening. They come to this miracle. The disciples still didn't get it, right? They still hadn't gained an understanding. Matter of fact, in Mark's gospel, it says that they still didn't gain any insight. They didn't understand the stuff about the loaves. Matter of fact, it says their hearts were hardened, I mean, it should be a situation where they should get it. It should be easy. They should be like, yeah, like, oh my gosh, this is Jesus. He's the Messiah, but they didn't. And so we're gonna pick up in the Gospel of Matthew, and I'm gonna read that 14, uh, verse 22 through 33, then I'll come back and unpack it a few verses at a time. Here's the Bible says. Let's go ahead and go to the text. Verse 22. Immediately, so they, they, the disciples, they did the miracle. They didn't get it. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, and after he dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. I love that. Like Pastor Craig said, we slowed it down last week. Jesus gave us that example. Sometimes you gotta go get alone by yourself in your thoughts and just pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and in the boat was already a considerable distance from the land buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walk on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. I love this, like, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt And when he climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. You see, they saw the other miracles, but it was something about this one being up close and personal. This moment after Jesus walking on water, and then Peter steps out the boat and he's walking on water. It was at that moment like, yo, maybe this really is the Messiah. Maybe this really is the Son of God. And so what we're talking about today is we're talking about walking on some water. And if, if you're going to be a water walker, you've got to be willing to step. Everybody say step. step. Come on, Lando Lakes, all of our camps, everybody say step. step. You guys know by now I'm an acronym guy. I'm normally a three-point guy. Today you have four points, so you get a bonus point. And, and so it's going to spell step. So the S in step, if you're taking notes, the first thing you've got to be willing to do if you want to be a water walker is this. You've got to be willing to seek God's voice. Everybody say seek. Verse 22, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. I mean, think about it, you wanna seek God's voice. Sometimes you, you gotta get alone. And that's why I love that you have a church that's committed to to an entire weekend and saying, We want you just to get alone in your thoughts and seek God's voice. What, 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 what does God want to say to you? What does Jesus want to say to you? You got to be willing to seek God's voice. My question for you when is the last time that you've really sought God's voice? I mean, think about it. It's late at night. He's out there. He's seeking God's voice by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the water. I mean, I love this. It's like everything's happening. So they've been out there probably 10 hours. And again, what happened was he, he went, he got alone, but then he got and he went out there and was willing to walk on the water. But he called attention to them. Like, you got to find those moments when you're willing to get along with God so you can really hear what he's trying to say to you. Are you really seeking his voice? Or are you getting caught up in all the noise of what's being said on the news and the media? And in social media, and even in your own thoughts, are you truly seeking God's voice? Because something happens when you begin to seek God's voice. Things begin to shift. Things begin to change. And when you see God's voice, you begin to make decisions that honor God. And and your relationships are different, and your family is different, and and your school is different, and your work is different because you're doing what? Because you're seeking God's voice. I remember a time, like many years ago, when I was just kind of wrestling with, you know, like, what was next for me? I was a campus pastor at a church called Life Church, a multi-site church, a lot like Grace Family Church. It's the largest church in America. And this was many years ago, like I was one of the campus pastors, we had one of the more successful campuses in the entire organization. This was many years ago. And as we were having all this success, I was really wrestling with what God was saying that I would do next. I knew that I was called to ministry, but also knew that if I was gonna, like God was saying like, there's something different that I need you to do. And I'm just seeking his voice And God, what would you want? Why would I leave this? You're blessing our ministry. People are getting saved. I mean, those you're in South Tampa, you're, you're asking the same question, like, yeah, why would you do that? But I felt like God was saying you needed to step out and do something different. And I didn't know what that different was, but it was about 12 years ago now that I felt like I was called to step out and start this consulting company. So I was leaving the, the comfort of, of, of benefits, of an amazing ministry, of a worldwide stage, God doing amazing things in our community to step out to not knowing What he would have, but as I was seeking God's voice, that's what I felt like the gentle whisper was. And and I'm gonna be honest, it wasn't like like the, the audible voice of God, like speaking, Scott. You need to go step out. You know what I'm saying? That's not how God speaks to me. I'm just saying. But it was the gentle nudge. It was the Holy Spirit. It was the reminder. It was the moment. It was like opening a magazine and it says these words. It was all those different things. And as I continue to seek His voice, I decided to go ahead and step out. And as I did, God over the last 12 years has opened up so many doors. We've done, I've done consulting. We've done consulting with some of the largest Fortune 500 companies in the world. I've worked with some of the greatest ministries in the world. In the last 12 years, I've spoken to over a million people live. And I don't say that to be braggadocious. It's not about Scott Williams. This is about in those gentle moments, I was willing to seek his voice. And on the other side of seeking his voice, I was be able to seek his face and watch what he was willing to do. Because if you want to be a water walker, you got to be willing to... To seek God's voice. And the second thing, if you're taking notes, is this. This is a, it's a little bit more difficult. You gotta be willing to trust God's voice. It's one thing you say, God, tell me. Ebor, you're sitting there, you're like, God, yeah, I'm, I'm seeking your voice. God, I got quiet last week in the service. I was listening, I was worshiping. And it's another thing to when you seek it to you for you to trust God's voice. Everybody say trust. Verse 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately, I love that when it's about Jesus, immediately he said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. The next verse is even crazier, but you know, like Peter's kind of known as being a little crazy, right? So like, I'm just going to tell you right now, before I read this next verse, I'm going to let you know, I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. I wouldn't have said what what Peter's getting ready to say. Peter said this, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. I'm not saying that. How many of you guys, is by show of hands, is that what you're saying? You know what I'm saying? You're like, nah, man, nah, y'all tripping, man. What y'all, what, what's going on on that water, right? I, I show it, because I you know my brother can't swim, right? And so, like, I, if you don't know what I would say, be like, hey, Lord, take us back to the shore so we can get some of that brown bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like we, I know you was feeding people. That was some good stuff. I don't know about this. Take courage. I mean, that word take courage is used eight times in the New Testament. And Jesus is always the one telling us to be courageous and to take courage. Matter of fact, I was thinking about like moments in my life where I've had to be courageous and and, and be gonna trust God's voice. I was thinking when I was was coming up, like young Scott. Young Scott, I was, uh, you know, I I told you I can't swim, but there was a time when young Scott tried to learn how to swim. Young Scott was about fourth or fifth grade. I'm not good with the numbers. Some of y'all got kids that age. I'm like, I guess eight or nine-ish, right? I'm eight or nine-ish. And I was getting swimming lessons from from my friend's mom. Like back in the day in Oklahoma where I'm from, I know y'all are in Florida, many of you guys watching, whatever. Like a lot of y'all got pools. In Oklahoma in the late 70s, only rich people had pools, right? So it was my rich friend, right? And his mom was giving me swimming lessons. And I remember like I'm getting swimming lessons. Young, she called me Scotty. I didn't like the name Scotty, but that's what she called me. And we're getting ready to get swimming lessons and she's kind of going for She's doing a thing where she's like putting her hand under me and I'm practicing, doing all you know, that stuff or whatever, right? And then once we got to finish that, she said, okay, Scotty, here's what we're going to do. You're in the shallow end, but you're going to go to the edge of the deep end, but it's not that far. Only thing you need to do is you need to take four strokes and three kicks. Everybody say four strokes and three kicks. And you're gonna be there, right? Okay, so young Scott, I'm gonna swim, excited, right? So I go and then ready, I'm gonna take off in the shallow end, like one, two, three, four, and then I, I grab a hold of the edge, and I'm like, man, I, I got this, right? It's like, okay, Scotty, now you're gonna swim back to me. Same thing, four strokes and three kicks, right? And push off the edge, so I'm sitting there, ready. I'm going, it's like, all right, ready? And I just, and I take off, it's like, one, two, three, four. And it's like, and next thing I know, all I remember is I'm on the side of the pool with my friend's mom kissing me and pushing on my chest. <laughs> I'm looking up, I get up like, choking away, like, I'm not dying. I'm just drowning. some of you guys chuckle at that, but that's kind of how you're living your life. You're living your life where you're saying, I'm not dying, but I'm just drowning in debt. I'm not dying, but I'm just drowning with this alcohol that I drink every single night, but I say I'm a casual drinker. I'm not dying, but I'm just drowning with this inappropriate conversations that I'm having. I'm not dying, but I'm just drowning with the depression and the anxiety and the fear and the worry and the I'm not good enough. I'm not dying. I'm just drowning. I'll never forget my friend's mom, after I kind of settled down, she said, Scotty, get back in the pool she takes me down to the spot where I started drowning. And she stood me there and she said, okay, now stand up. And my head was outside of the water. So I was in a position where all I had to do was stand up. More importantly, all I had to do was to listen to my instructor's voice. She told me, young Scott, Four strokes and three kicks and you're good. Here's the, I don't know what you came in here facing today and you're worried and and you're trying to trust God's voice, but if you will be willing to just listen to what your instructor says in this manual, he's saying, I got you. I know you came in here with some worry, but he's saying, I got you. I know you came in here and you're scared and you're fearful. You gotta be willing to trust God's voice. With your finances, your marriage, your kids, the situation you're dealing with the grandma, stage four cancer, praying for, to get pregnant month after month. You would hope your kids would see it. You would hope your relationship would be different. You gotta be willing to trust God's voice. You gotta be willing to listen to what your instructor said, because when you do that, I'm here to tell you, like, that's when things begin to shift. It kind of reminds me, I like to watch, like, prison movies. I used to be a prison warden. Some of you guys know that. And, I, and I'm, I'm a guy, I, I, take, I take notes in movies. By a show of hands, how many of you guys take notes when you're watching a movie? Okay, it's just me. But anyway... Um, like, I, I take notes. And so, like, when I'm going with clients or whatever, like I'll watch a movie. I'm just, I'm sure I take notes the whole time. It's like leadership lessons or whatever. And there's this movie called Brian Banks. Have anybody guys seen that, by show hands? Have seen that? It's, a, it's based on a true story. This guy was gonna go to the NFL, and, and he was, like, a wrongfully convicted of rape. It's a crazy story, and he's in prison. But it's all these little, like, moments of, like, leadership nuggets in there. And there's one moment in there where, like, Morgan Freeman, he plays, like, this, this prison, like, unofficial counselor in the prison, right? and he's sitting there talking to, to Brian. He's telling him, he's like, look, like given the right perspective, even prison can be a gift. In other words, he's trying to remind you that even when you're going through a situation, if you would just have the right perspective, if you look at it through the right lens, it can be a gift. That thing that you're going through right now, and you look at it with the right lens, it can be a gift. I mean, think about it, Like, and Morgan Freeman is the one saying it to him, and I'll just say this, like. I mean, that, that might as well be the audible voice of God, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, You just need to take a step. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, like Morgan Freeman, like, like I'm just saying, like, if I did hear the audible voice of God, I would think it'd be Morgan Freeman. But it's something about that. You got to be willing to do what God says. You got to be willing to, to, to trust, his, trust his voice. And the E is this. E, if you're taking notes, this is probably the most difficult one. The E is this. You got to be willing to exit the boat. Everybody say Exit. You got to be willing to exit the boat. I love this. Verse 29. Jesus, one word. Come. All of our locations, everybody say come. Come. Just one word he said to Peter. I love this. Then Peter, he got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. I'm telling you, one thing I love about this, like it's one thing to say, oh, okay, I'm gonna seek God's voice. I'm gonna trust God's voice. But it's another thing to say, you know what? I'm gonna do something about it. And again, like the question, are you gonna be willing to exit the boat? Many of you guys are sitting there thinking about it. Oh, oh, they need to do it. Like I'm, when, when this situation gets right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna leave then. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask her out. I know she's a godly woman. I gotta wait until this situation is right you know what, I'm gonna start working out on Monday. Like some of you guys, like you're always just like, how many of you guys like, you be honest, you're like sometimes like, I just need a sign for this thing, by show of hands. Like, you know, I need a sign sometime, by show of hands. Like maybe you guys like, yeah, I need a sign. Some of you guys, you got a big decision you need to make, and you're saying you need a sign. Go ahead and take your phone out right now. (laughs) Take a picture. Some of you are laughing, take a picture. That thing that you've been worried about should you do, Take a picture, this is your sign. That that thing whether or not you have what it takes to do it, take a picture, this is your sign. Do you have what it takes to apply for that job? Take a picture, this is your sign. Can you really give a tithe to the church and still make it in this economy? Take a picture, this is your sign. Should I sign up for the baptism? Take a picture, this is your sign. Am I good enough, should I serve? God, what would you have for me? Take a picture. This is your sign. You got to be willing to step out. Yeah. You got to be willing to step out. Yeah. Bottom line is this, is you got to step out to find out. You going to start that business? Sir, you got to step out to find out. I, I, can I find a godly man or a godly woman? You got to step out To find out, does God really have something special for me? Sometimes you gotta step out to find out. Many of you guys, are sitting on the sidelines and God sent me here today to remind you, to give you this sign that you need to step out to find out so you can break free from that addiction. You gotta step out to find out. Here to tell you right now, opportunities are being prepared for those who aren't scared. And many of you are wondering why that opportunity hasn't come, because you're scared. You're sitting on the sidelines, you're worried about, oh, could it be me? Can I do this, can I do that? Like, what's going, like, what does it look like? Like, oh, and and we're taught so often, like we we read in the scriptures that our faith can move mountains, but we also need to be taught that, that oftentimes it's our mind and it's our negative thoughts is the ones that put them there. Like, you're the ones that like, oftentimes is putting that mountain in front of you. you got to be willing to get out of your own head. you got to be willing to exit the boat. I'm here to tell you, like, I'm telling you when you do it, like, when you, things will begin to change when you say, you know what, God, I'm not going to allow that no more. I'm not going gonna, gonna to get out of my head. You know what? I'm going to exit the boat. Because Peter gets a bad rap. But he was the only one that was willing to get out the boat. Right. Everybody else sitting over there worried. Some of you guys, you're making fun of your friend because they're trying this new business at least they're willing to get out the boat. The question are, are you willing to get out the boat? I don't know what that exit the boat is for you, but you do. I don't know what that sign represented for you, but you do. You gotta be willing to exit the boat. Because here's the reality. When it comes to storms, like we're all gonna face them. Some of you guys just came out of a storm. Some of you guys are in the middle of a storm. And some of you, unfortunately, are getting ready to go into a storm. But whatever it is, like, man, we're we're talking about faith and trusting God in whatever the situation may be. This is a time in the message when the band will come play behind me to make me sound more spiritual (laughs) as I close. We're spelling step, right? You got to seek God's voice. You have to trust God's voice. You got to exit the boat. And here's the P. You have to pay close attention to Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind, wait for them to go. This this verse will sound a lot more spiritual with something underneath me a little bit. Just, just take your time, man. we good. <laughs> All of our locations. I'm glad you guys are with you. God bless you. God bless you in the name of Jesus. So let's go ahead. The, the, the P if you're taking notes is this. There we go. Pay close attention to Jesus, verse 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, beginning to seek. He cried out, Lord, save me. Here's what's key, he cried out, Lord, the next, immediately. He cried out, then Jesus like, I got you, I got you, don't worry about it. Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. But then he calls him out. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? You know what I'm saying? Y'all saw me feed all these people back on the shore. You just saw what just happened. And when he climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. You see, what we understand is that a change in the weather shouldn't change our worship. Just because there's a storm, again, the presence of a storm doesn't mean the absence of God. It means quite the opposite. There was a storm coming. He's, on the, he's walking on the water. What happened was he was walking on the water. He was looking at Jesus. Then he took his eyes off of Jesus. We're saying pay close attention to Jesus. You can't take your eyes off of Jesus. Many of you guys, you're looking and you get distracted, but you got to pay close attention to Jesus. Quit worrying about your situation. Pay close attention to Jesus. I remember when I was a young Scott. Again, I was younger, my mom used to drink coffee, right? And she'd drink coffee. Young Scott would want coffee. And I would always ask, like, Mom, I want some coffee. And so what she would do, she'd give me some coffee, and, and she would say, what she would do is she'd pour like, it probably be, like, this much coffee, this much milk, and this much sugar, right? You know what I'm saying? And so she would give me the coffee, and, and again, this was before Starbucks back in the day, right? So she would give me coffee, and, like, and I would get the coffee, and I remember, like, she'd pour it in, and she'd fill it up, Right? And she filled it up and she filled up the coffee. And I would, I would always get it. And then it's always like filled up high. And I, I would always be worried as I was getting the coffee and walking to the kitchen to go walk and sit down. And what would happen all the time is, is I would have the coffee and I would start walking and I would look at it as I was looking at it walking. And next thing you know what I do, I start spilling the hot coffee on me. And, and what happened was I remember my mom would say, Scott, quit focusing on your situation and instead focus on your destination. I don't know if your parents have ever told you this, but when you carry it, whatever it is that you're looking at, if you don't look at it and you just focus on this is where I'm going, guess what? You won't spill it. And I'm here to tell you, God wanted me to send you to say, you know what? Quit focusing on your situation, everything that you're holding on to. Focus on your destination. When we look at Peter, he was good while he was looking at his destination. He was looking at Jesus. He was like, Oh Lord, he took a step. Anybody else ever walked on water beside Peter and Jesus? Let me answer it for you. No, he was looking at Jesus. And he was stepping on the water, but it wasn't until he did what? He looked at the winds and the waves and he looked at his finances and he looked at she left him and he looked at my kids are doing stupid things and he looked at I'm broke and he looked at I lost my job and he was looking at his situation, but you got to focus on your destination. And God sent me miles to tell you, stop focusing on your situation and focus on your destination. Your destination is Jesus. And Jesus said, don't worry about the way don't worry about the wind don't worry about the storm just listen to what I've said if you will just listen to what your instructor said in the words of this book some of you guys are too focused on what the haters and naysayers are going to say don't worry about them, they're always going to be there the haters and naysayers and negative Nancy's They always got something negative to say. They're the ones that'll see Jesus walking on water and say, oh, he just walking on water because he can't swim. (laughs) We're not gonna worry about what they say. We're gonna worry about what he says and his word says. Let's pray. Father, at all of our locations, Just get real quiet for a moment. Those of you guys, just be honest enough to say, you know what, I need to do a better job being a water walker. I need to truly seek God's voice. I need to trust God's voice. I need to exit the boat. More importantly, I need to pay close attention to Jesus. At all of our locations, you say, you know what, I need to do a better job. But I want you just to raise your hand at every location should be hands going up all over and say, I want to do a better job for the rest of the year. Just lift your hand up right now. I want to pray for you. God, I pray for every single person that basically wants to say they want to be bold, God. They they want to be a better job at being a water walker. At all of our locations, God, I pray for them right now that they can't get through this week without you showing yourself to them. God, I pray that whatever that thing that they were asking a question about, that they needed a sign for God, that this sign today would represent the change that they need to make. And as they exit the boat, God, I pray that you would open up the floodgates of blessing, that you would give them confidence and that generations would be changed, that addictions would be broken, that marriages would be restored, that kids would come back, that family members would be healed because they're choosing to be water walkers. At all of our locations with heads still bowed and eyes still closed. One thing about this message, you can put your hands down now, most important part of our time together today, all of our locations, campus pastors, get ready here in a moment. We're gonna lead your... People are going to make a decision to follow Jesus. But you're sitting here in this room in all of our locations with head bowed and eyes closed. If you've been real honest, say, you know what? I've never truly made the decision to surrender my life to Jesus. And one thing I love about these scriptures that we read today is that they, they remind us that all he did, he called on the name of Jesus. And when he did immediately, he reached out his hand. And I want you to think about that right now. Many of you guys are gonna make a decision to surrender your life to Jesus in a moment, and that's the vision you need to know. You're gonna call on the name of Jesus, and immediately he's gonna reach out his hand to you, and you're gonna be saved. So if you're here today and say, you know what? No more playing the church games, no more kicking the tires. Today's the day, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my savior. I want you to wash my sins away, and I want you to make me brand new. If that's you and that's your prayer, right where you are right now, lift your hand high right now just raise your hand high all of our locations just keep it up in the room I want to meet you eye to eye I see hands going up in all of our locations online just type it in the chat saying I'm making a decision to follow Jesus just keep your hands up high in here ma'am welcome to the family of God others of you I see you up there in the balcony right there sir welcome to the family of God sir right here welcome to the family of God others of you I don't want to miss anybody right here in the middle ma'am welcome to the family of God others of you and our campuses keep going. Campus pastors. Others of you making the decision to to follow Jesus. I, I know people are raising their hands online. People are raising their hands in this room, sir. I see you right there in the orange shirt. All right. Here's where we get the opportunity to do Grace Family Church. Is we get the opportunity to pray this prayer with everyone that's making a decision to surrender their life to Jesus and. In this moment that's happening right now, some church will go their entire existence and what just happened right here won't happen. So we're gonna go crazy and celebrate the life changes that's happening in our presence. So I want every single person under the sound of my voice to repeat this prayer after me saying, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus who died on the cross for my sins. Today I choose to make Jesus my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Change me and make me brand new. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Come on, Grace Family. Come on now. Let's give it up for Change Lives. Come on now. We can do better than that. Let's give it up for Jesus right now. Congratulations for everybody that just made the most important decision of your entire life. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. For more info, Check out gfcflorida.com or connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 81313. We look forward to meeting you at one of our locations soon.